Amen. Amen. It's 601. If you can get your Bibles out to um, 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17, starting at the 10th verse, at the 10th verse. Amen. Welcome, welcome once again to this PM devotional, the presence of the master. Um, I know that you are um, excited about this word, excited about God's word, about feasting on his word, even in the evening. Uh, God has blessed us with a beautiful day and blessed us with life, health and strength. I don't know where you are right now, but I'm so glad that you have called in to hear the word of the Lord. Um, this PM devotional is where you can feast on God's word every Saturday evening while you're eating or after you're eating or right before. But I pray that this word challenges you, encourages you, but also inspires you to get into his word even more. Once again, I'm glad that you are here. Um, I said first Kings, first uh, Kings chapter 17. Um, last week, we ended off on part one. But, um, and this is part two, um, I want you to listen to um, Luke chapter four first. Uh, Luke chapter four, verse 22. At this time, I will put everybody on mute. If you desire to come off, just press star six. Amen. Amen. Let me see where we're at. Amen. I'm so glad that y'all are here. Um, at this time, I am moving to um, on the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke. And I wanted you to hear um, this one verse. Um, and really, I think it's in verse 25. Yeah, there we go. Verse 25, Luke chapter 4, verse 25. Listen to the word of God. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarah, a city in Sidon, unto a woman who was a widow. A widow. I hope that reminds you of our story that we read earlier, um, back in 1 Kings chapter 17. I'll read it one more time, verse 25. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, three years and six months, when a great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them, all the widows, all the people, 
only Elijah was sent unto Seraphim, a city in Sidon, unto a woman who was a widow. A widow. Now, let us go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Listen to verse 10. I'll back up to verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow, woman there to sustain you. This is the same widow that I just read back in, in earlier in Luke chapter 4. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks and he called to her and said fetch me i pray you a little water in a vessel that i may drink and as she was going to fetch it he called to her and said bring me i pray you a morsel of bread in your hand this is pushing it a little bit a prophet's pushing it i say it a little bit more he's pushing it and she said uh, as the Lord your God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a curse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as you have said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Lord have mercy and bring it unto me, and after make for you and for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the curse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Eliza, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Verse 16, and the barrel of meal wasted not, glory neither did the curse of oil fail according to the word of the lord which he spoke by elijah elijah so i want to give you the title the subject in the presence of the master he will provide and this is part two in the presence of the, of the master he will provide part two if you remember the story that we just read, Elijah the Tishbite came to King Ahab and declared that there shall be no dew nor rain in the land. And that's in verse one through nine. And in fact, we learn by just listening to the Gospel of Luke that it was three years and six months that the rain did not show or the dew did not come upon the land. In other words, he was saying, Elijah was saying, your God is too small. The one you think is in control of the rain and the storms is not in control of nothing at all. My God is the one and only true God. And in the days ahead, you will find out. And so the rain did stop. You remember the story. The dew did stop. Go instructed by Elijah, uh, God instructed Elijah to go down to the brook on the other side of the Jordan 
and quarantine thyself. The scripture says, hide thyself. And watch how I shall provide for you. This is what God is talking about. I hope somebody heard that. Uh, watch how God shall provide for you. Quarantine thyself and watch how I shall provide for you. Somebody can testify right here and declare that in my isolation, in my quarantine, while I was inside, God has kept me. He has kept my health. God has kept me and kept my sanity. God has kept me and kept my bills and kept my faith. I wish I had one witness that just would declare hallelujah. In fact, uh, I know that you are wiser. In fact, I know that you are stronger, that you are blessed just because during this time of quarantine, uh, you have spent quality time with our Lord and Savior, watching him provide for you and make ways out of no ways. This is what happened with Elijah. God told Elijah, I shall send you what you need while you are in quarantine. So he sent him bread and flesh coming from an unlikely source, a raven. Bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and that he will be able to drink from the brook. So uh, he said, I shall be your source, and everything else will be your resource. And while Elijah the Tishbite, the prophet, is drinking from the brook and receiving the daily provision from his source, the true source, so everything else around him, uh, is a resource. Uh, so he was receiving provision from the source, from the source. Uh, and everyone else around him started to find out that things were, were, were going wrong, were, were drying up. Uh, because what Elijah found out was that there was wicked kings. Ahab was a wicked king, and there were corrupt, ineffective uh, priests. And the wayward people uh, started to see that there is only one God, and that God was Elijah's God, because nobody can bring the rain back. Nobody can bring the dew back. And famine started to happen in the land. Elijah the prophet was doing okay in quarantine in a bad situation. Uh, but the brook, the brook, from what we learn in text, uh, that the brook started to dry up. And in fact, this whole time the raven was coming to him, he did not hear nothing from God. He only saw his provision. Some even today are waiting for God to speak, especially when we see numbers rise up even higher with the depths especially when we see people returning back to work, especially when we see places dropping out and closing and businesses closing. Uh, some are waiting for God to speak. But it would behoove us if we did not pay attention to the provision that God has already provided. What am I saying? Uh, we better count our blessings and name them one by one and see what God has done. God's provision 
uh, can, he can use simple things to provide for his people. You see, as I said last week, we don't want to be so spiritual that we miss God's blessings. Don't miss God using the ravens to provide for you, the unlikely source. So verse 7 declares, after a while, uh, after a while, the brook, the brook dried up. No rain, no dew. Elijah is now the recipient of the judgment everybody else is receiving. Economy is affecting him. The downturn is affecting him. The circumstances is affecting him. He was doing all right before, but now things are starting to close in on him and things dried up. And I believe this was a gradual drying. Uh, he started to see things become smaller and smaller and smaller. And it seemed that God has left him. And it seemed like God has forgotten about him and his needs. And it was then in that dryness that God sent a word with his very own voice. I heard it once declared that when God allows things to dry up in your life, it is because he is moving you to a different provider. It is because he is moving you to a different provider. Uh, when God allows things to dry up in your life, it is because he has a different plan. Uh, don't fight it or try to figure it out or, or try to work it out. Uh, just trust God that God is shifting some things right now in your life. The voice of the Lord came to him and said, go, I have another provision for you. It is almost like um, during his quarantine, he, he was preparing him for something greater. Mm. Uh, during our quarantine, while we are spending all this time studying his word and listening to his word and singing and worshiping God, God is preparing us for something greater. Uh, verse 9, he says, go to Zarephath. I have, I have commanded a widow, a mother, to provide for you. Two things here. Uh, listen, this woman was a Gentile. And secondly, she was in a land that was the center of Baal worship in the fire of idolatry. Elijah probably wanted to stay by the brook when he heard this message, eating the bread and flesh, uh, drinking from the brook, but God dried up some things so that he would have to listen to God uh, and get his attention. Uh, but God said, during this time, during this quarantine time, I am preparing you to go into the fire and do some things. Number one, in the presence of the master, he will provide so that we can show someone God. Let me say that again. In the presence of the master, he will provide so we can show someone God, getting them to act in faith. God told Elijah, I want you to go into Zarephath, the center of Baal worship, the center of idolatry. God, get this, God will often test your faith and test my faith by sending us into places we don't want to go. God will test us uh, so that we can grow. Listen, Elijah arose because he was believing and he believed in God and he trusted God and he believed his word. So he went and he went into the city looking for this woman and he comes to the gate 
uh, the, and scripture tells us that a widow woman was there gathering sticks. But how does Elijah know that this is the woman that God told him to go to? He doesn't know if this is the woman. So he called her and said, fetch me, I pray you. In other words, I pray, can you get me a little water that I may drink? And I'm giving him some grace right here because when you say fetch me to a woman, that might be some trouble right there. The woman begins to listen, uh, to listen to him. And once he sees that, uh, that she is listening and starting to get some water, he adds a little bit more. And he says, bring me, I pray you, a morsel of bread in your hand. Bring me uh, a little morsel of bread in your hand. What we see here is both the prophet and the woman being tested. Both of them uh, in the fire, in the testing. The truth uh, will come out in the fire. So uh, get this, um, she declares and she stops all of a sudden and she has to open her mouth. She declares that as your God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of a meal in a barrel and a little oil in a curse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. This is profound right here, my brothers and sisters. God brings Elijah to a woman who by now, God, he knows that God, that this is the woman that God told him about, the widow. Uh, but what we find is that this widow that will sustain him, we find that she is poor. Lord have mercy. Uh, we find that this widow is poor. We find this widow, this woman that is on her last the woman that is ready to give in and give up. We find her, the one uh, that sustains him, is on her last, an unlikely source. Elijah knows she is scared with all that has happened to her. Uh, in fact, Elijah doesn't even know all that she's been through. With all that is happening all around her, he says, fear not. Profound words we need to hear today. Fear not. Jesus quite often says these same words. Be not afraid. Fear not. Even in this season, this is a word for someone who is on their last. Someone who can't see a way out. Someone who is ready to give up and give in. Fear not. Fear not. This is not how things will end for you. This is just the beginning that uh, new things to come. He tells her, I know you are scared, but go make a little cake for me and bring it to me. And then after, do for yourself and your son. Uh, my brothers and sisters, this is crazy talk right here. Or is this, or is this radical faith? Giving up your last for someone else, believing that God will provide. He said, for thus say the Lord, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither the oil until the day that the Lord sends rain. Three years and six months. Uh, she doesn't know how long, but uh, right here, he says, until the Lord brings the rain back. He was giving her a promise of God. And all she had 
was a promise and a meal. That's all she had right there was a promise. What was he challenging her to do? He was challenging her to put God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things, all these things, all these things shall be added unto you. All she had was a promise from a preacher. Uh, his job right here was to get her to act in faith. So verse 15 and 16, she went and did according to thus saith the Lord. And God provided the barrel, uh, wasted not, neither did the oil. What am I saying? Uh, number two, in the presence of the master, he will provide, get this, so that you can become a provider. In the presence of the master, he will provide so that you can become a provider. When Elijah created faith in her through the Holy Spirit, it was then that she was able to provide for him. Can I make it clear a little bit more? Give, because uh, we go to Luke 6 again, Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Lord have mercy. We must be a provider so God can use what they need and what you need to return it back to you. Bless someone in this season. Because the question is, do you want what God has to offer? You see, it's not about money. It is about God working through you to encourage others. God working through you to bless others. God working through you to inspire and stir up somebody else's faith so that you can receive the miracle that you've been waiting for. Lord have mercy. Somebody's been waiting on a breakthrough. Somebody's been waiting on a miracle. Somebody's been waiting for something to come through. But when you're waiting, are you blessing somebody? In your waiting, are you trying to stir up some faith in somebody else? In your waiting, are you encouraging somebody? We must move in faith and watch God provide, for he will provide. Didn't he do it for Daniel? Didn't he do it for Elijah? He will provide. Didn't he do it for Mary? He will provide. Didn't he do it for this widow? He will provide. Didn't he do it for you? He, didn't he do it for me? He will provide. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for your provision, God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you right now, God, thanking you, Father, for blessing us, God, for encouraging us, God, for strengthening us, God, for equipping us, God, for preparing us for what's next, God. God, you are a great God, an amazing God, the one and only true God. And God, we will step out on faith and do some radical faith, God. Being able to provide for somebody else, being able to encourage somebody else, and being able to see that your provision can come from any means necessary. God, we thank you right now for the story, for telling us and reminding us about what you have done with this poor woman, this woman that was struggling, this woman that was going through, but you said that she will sustain him. God, we thank you, God, for being with all those that are in poor situations right now, God. 
those that are struggling, God. Father, we pray, God, that you will strengthen them, God, and bless them, God, and honor them, God. And we honor you and thank you for all that you have done. Have your way right now, God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Kudo. Right after you finish preaching this, it, um, <coughs> it, something said, trigger it. It said, muted. No, unmuted. And it said, muted. And then I couldn't hear you no more. Oh. And then I heard people dropping off, hanging up. So I don't know if it did it to everybody. <laughs>